What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode three of the podcast, Almost Brothers. We're here today with Jeremiah. Hey, How's it what's going, up? Jeremiah? How's it going? And we have a special guest, our first guest on on the show. We're so excited to have him, our pastor, Pastor Tim Russell. How hey, you doing? Good morning. Good morning. Doing well. How you doing? Good. This is, this is what I want to do, Pastor Tim Russell. Come on, come on. Give, Give it up for him. Give it up for him. Hey, I need that on Sunday morning. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, a little track to play in the background. Uh, what we want to do today is just kind of be able to pick your brain um, and just talk to you and have a cool sit-down conversation with you. And uh, what I wanted to, to start with, which if you have questions, you know, chime in anytime, is uh, a start with with some of the difficulties that maybe people don't see in ministry. You know, the behind the scenes, you know, all the things. You Like I said, you are one of the busiest men I've ever been around running, doing stuff. I mean, you never stop. It's hard to pin you down. And it's because, you know, you're so, you're so consumed by this and you're so into it and you give yourself to ministry. Uh, so give us an insight to, to some of the things, maybe some of the struggles or, or the behind the scenes stuff. Well, I, I've, I've said this and you, when you talk about being busy and we can, we can get really busy. I was just talking to, um, a matter of fact, Cody last night and, I told him about, we was talking about fishing, and when I first started ministry, I had a mindset of ministry, okay, you, you cut out all the fun stuff, you know, and you, so I sold my boat and quit fishing, and yeah. that, that was one of my downfalls because um, I, I quit having balance in my life, and it yeah. was just all ministry. I mean, all, all people and putting put into people's life, and I think that was early on, uh, I had a, a misconception of what ministry was. Ministry is about serving, but in the in the meantime, I forgot about my first church, and that was my family. Yeah. Uh, before before ministry, we was uh, we spent time at the lake, and I'm talking about time fishing and that sort of thing. But I just cut that stuff off. And to have balance, you've got to have faith, family, and you've got to have fun. And That's good. I miss that. I miss that fun aspect. Yeah. you know, in, in ministry. And, and it cost me, it cost me, you know, time. And, and also, uh, at a point in my life was burnout. Yeah. So, uh, that's some of the things, uh, just, uh, as far as struggles, I think that, um, you know, I don't know if I can pinpoint that we've had, I think ministry, you've got to understand ministry is tough. It is, and if you go into it with a mindset that is not, you're going to be very disappointed. But it's the greatest thing. I mean, the greatest, far as far as in my life, it's been so rewarding. And we are busy. I mean, we're very busy people. But I believe that ministry is about serving, and I believe that you need to give it 110%, you know, because you're doing it to God. What did, what did Paul say? He said, you know, when you serve, he said, do it as unto the Lord. Yeah. Because it's his business. You know, you you said you said this to me, Pastor Mike. You said, you said, hey, I'm I'm 110, percent and that's what you are. I mean, when you do ministry, you're in it. I mean, you're in it to win it, and 100 percent in. And I believe if you're going to be effective, if you're going to touch people's life, come on, you can't do this thing part, you know, part way. Uh, you can't do it with half-hearted. People got to know you love them. Yeah. And I believe that that to be effective, you got to take on a role of a servant. And not looking to be served, yeah. Because that's not what ministry oh, looks good. like. Yeah, that's it's right. not what it looks like. Um, that, that's the people that come in to be served. 
they don't accomplish much. And I, I don't mean to be rude or disrespectful, yeah. but but they don't. Yeah, um, that's the truth. It's you people want they want to feel like they matter, and uh, you got to get your hands dirty. Yeah. Yes, sir. Man, and you're you're so good at that. Um, since day one, I think maybe the first day I met you, we had the the, the issue with the house fire, mm-hmm. and you and your wife showed up and and helped us pack up all our stuff, and then you know you just jumped in, and I was like, man, this is a busy man, and he's down here picking up my dirty laundry and throwing it in the back of a truck for me, you know, and I was just, I was so impressed at the way that you, you showed up and you, and you helped out my family out in a really tough time, and, and I just, I'm so appreciative of that. But, you know, uh, Jeremiah, we're, we're, right now, we're in the middle of a pandemic, and none of us have faced this. Yeah. And what do you do? You, what can you do? It's, except for serve. I mean, you know, we, you serve people, you, you serve our community. How can you do that? By the resources that you have. If it's uh, calling somebody and giving them encouragement, and that's what we train our pastors to do. Yeah. Just serve one another and love one another. How about that? Yeah. We just love one another. Yeah, that's because, right. yeah. because really it's it's about loving. It's about giving yourself. Love is not always uh, pretty, and, and it's not always, uh, I guess, it don't always come back. But love is a commitment. It's a choice yeah. to give in yourself. And there's no greater reward. And, it's, you know, there's no greater reward is, I guess, to see somebody's life change because of serving. And, and I think that that's, that's our part. Have I arrived in doing that? No. I've failed miserably uh, many times. But, boy, and it's not, it's not a yoke. That makes sense. I hope yeah. I'm not being scattered. It's not a yoke to serve. Yeah. It, it's if it, you can feel the life of God flowing through you when you connect when somebody has a house fire and you get a phone call and you guys needed a trailer and it just so yeah. happened that we had one and you know we had access to one so we brought you a trailer and uh, then when all the hard work started we left and that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's so funny <laughs> like here, here's a trailer bye yeah that's, that's the way we wrote you <laughs> that's <know>. right <laughs> get you started that's a Tom Sawyer Oh, or yeah. Huck Finn, who are, yeah. you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I, I think I think the best thing we can do in life is is find some place to give back and use your gift to give back. And you both are great, great at that. Yes, sir. Both, yeah. You both, I, you can we, see that. We life. try to be, you know, it, it's, that's what people done in our lives, you know, so it, right. you want to, you want to show that love. We know how we felt when someone done that for us. So I want to do that. I want to give that love to someone else, you know, the, the whole pay it forward aspect and I thought your message last night was was right on was spot on with you know taking the easy road don't take the easy road you know so many of us are called into do this or do that but it's hard it's tough you know we we see the glamour of it we see the pastor up there and and giving a great message it's like oh this is amazing but we don't see the work that goes into it or or like you said the when you take the fun out of your life because you're so focused on ministry or, you know, the problems behind the scene. You know, me and, me and my wife, we started having problems because I was always gone. I had no time for them. You know, I'd come in, grab a sandwich, and head out the door. So I think it is important to have that balance, that, that ministry, but also your main ministry at home, the good balance between the two. Pastor, I think, I think if you want to really see, if you want to really judge a, a pastor's life or a minister's life, whether male or female, look at their family. And pay attention to their family because 
I believe that's your first church. It's your first responsibility. God doesn't expect me to walk over my family or neglect my family to do ministry because in, in uh, you know, the reality is that everybody is family. Yeah. And I'm talking about uh, my first priority is God first, my relationship with God, then my family, and then others. And if I've got my family right and they're pulling together, I, I praise God that my family's in ministry. I mean, yeah. they work in ministry. And they, you know, but they, at one time, they was bitter ministry because they become, uh, the church became my first family. Right. That yeah. makes sense? Yes, sir, absolutely. And, and then what happens is the danger of that, when you make your church the first family, you're headed for disaster. And I experienced that. I mean, I, I did. I, just to be real honest, I, I, I put everything in in church and let my family go. And boy, I had to, you know, praise God, I have my family. I have my family now, but they had to have some healing, and I had to do a lot of repenting because I put the church before my my kids and my and my wife. Right. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's, that's, it's so easy to go down that road, you know. It's it's, it's easy. Because you try to give all you can, you know, and you, you look at it as, man, I'm, I'm blessed to be in this position, so I'm going to give everything I can to it. And you kind of get that tunnel vision, you know, and, and you, you don't think about, man, I'm neglecting those that are around me. Especially with, with you two. I mean, you both are driven. And, you know, drive is a, is a good thing. It can be a curse yeah. uh, if it's – if it's so driven that we drive past God and, yeah. and, and yeah. let me, let me reiterate that because we can, we can drive, have so much drive that we can drive right past him and he's back here and we're, we're way ahead. Yeah. And he's saying, come back here. This is where I'm at. Yeah. And so drive is good because you need drive because when it's like David, you know, David, his army had a, he had a cutting edge army, but they was, it was an army that was, they was all broke. They was all downtrodden, depressed. Yep. And then uh, David builds an army out of that. But there's times when things went wrong. You know, when he got home and his family was tore apart. Yeah. Think about yeah. that. Mm -hmm. yes, he got back to Ziglag and said, hey, you know, there's my, fa my family's gone. Yep. And sometimes we can, I feel the anointing raise up when I say this. Sometimes we can be, you know, we can be out fighting the battles. And doing things for our family, for the church, and and for God, fighting godly battles, and then we come back home and see our family destroyed and gone, left, and there's many that face those things. Um, the drive will cause you to sit down like David did and request to the Lord, God, do a, what do I do? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, spend some time in worship instead of because all his army. As you you know the story, all his army. They talked about stoning him. Yeah, the people that you serve sometimes will come back and they they, they want to. My goodness, man! Cut you up? <laughs> oh, preach that! <laughs> come Good on, Lord. They, the people that you serve sometimes they because they're hurting. Hurting people hurt people. Yeah. So they'll turn right back around and lash you up. You better have enough drive and enough Jesus to praise yourself out of it when when you you know because th there's a there's a temptation to want to give up, and then what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. A man of God, a woman of God can't give up. Right. You, you know what? We talked about that last night. Yeah. You're a prisoner of Christ. Yeah. You can either do this standing up or you can do it laying down. Yeah. You know, you're, you're called. And the gifts and calls of God goes without repentance. He doesn't change his mind. Yeah. 
And so that's why it's very important to walk with wisdom. And if we, if we walk in fellowship with God, God will teach us how to take care of our families. And he'll teach us how to discipline our children. He'll teach us how to love our children. He'll teach us how to love our wives. Why? Because he that loveth not knoweth not God, but he that knoweth God loveth. Yeah. And, and when we have a relationship with God, love reeks out of us. Yeah. And I yeah. think a lot of pastors, and, and I don't want to do all the talking here, but I think a lot of pastors walk around overdrawn with their love tank. Their love tank, their love bank is overdrawn. Because they give, 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 give. Oh my goodness! Yeah, and and pretty soon they they go to write a love check. <laughs> Ain't no love in the account. It bounces. Yeah. Ain't no love in the account. So uh, that's why that's why we have to walk in fellowship with God. Because as we walk with Him, you can't maybe you can't rely upon somebody else loving you. You know, you may have to. The Lord may give you a word that that. It, it's not going to reap a bunch of love back, but you got to have enough love out of you that's come from the throne to love people regardless of their attitudes. You might have to, you know, really get close just to love your family through some difficult times. But yeah. I think it's very important to have that constant relationship with God that the love will will reap, especially especially in ministry. Ministry is a very demanding. Um, I I. It pulls a lot out of you, mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah. That's so that's so good, you know. I, I, man, especially when you're talking about the love bank being empty. I've seen it, you know. I've been in ministry for twenty something years, and seeing that happen to pastors is the most devastating thing. Seeing them give and give and give, and then in a moment where they need some love, they need it back. <gasps> oh, what? Like people get so upset and they they turn on you and they'll switch on you so fast because they they want 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 and then when it's time you know we we don't think about that we don't think about lifting up our pastors in prayer and going to battle for them in our in our prayer closets we think about God what do I need what do I need what do I need right. and we don't say man what what can I do to help this pastor take something off of him take mm-hmm. something off of his shoulders so that it could just help him and and ease what he's going through right now. And, I think a lot of people don't understand that, that haven't been in the ministry or seen that behind the scenes, what it really takes to run just a, a Sunday morning service, like what it takes to really get the lights going, get the music going, get the, you know, get everything going. So uh, pastors have such a, such a heavy burden. I don't want to say burden because that makes it sound like a bad thing, but such a heavy load to carry day in, day out, you know, the late night phone calls or the prayer requests or the hospital visits. People don't see that. They see the fun stuff. They see the pastors on TV like, oh, isn't he just a great speaker? And they don't see what it took to get that message out. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a price that you have to pay. It's not any different than, you know, somebody, you know, functioning a mother with her, with her children and, and keeping that house together. She's pastoring those children. And, you know, a, a business owner that's, that's responsible over his, his crews and his uh, or her, you know, her her employees, uh, everybody has their call. And I'm not saying pastoring is any heavier yoke than, than those that uh, a mom that may have five kids and all of them under 10. 
Yeah. You know, Lord Jesus. Oh, my goodness. Uh, come on, somebody get a wig. Give me a witness in this house. Hey, hit that clap button. Come Man, on. you ain't lying. Uh, I, I, because, you know, those people are carrying such a heavy load. Yeah. And everybody needs love. Yeah. And I believe when they come in the house of God, they need to, they need to feel it, experience and I believe a pastor needs to be full. There's no excuse. I, I get aggravated when I see pastors in a, in a pity party. Oh, poor pity, pitiful me. I just want to tell them to suck it up. Yeah. You know, because yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you should have known. Your mama should have told you it's going to be like this. Man. And, and I, I think that, I, I don't think that a pastor ought to run around, you know, with a pity party and says, oh, you know, all this stuff that's going on. Life is tough. Come on, strap, strap your pants up and, 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 and get in here. Strap your boots up. Um, but I see a lot of pastors that are hurt. They're disappointed. And disappointment comes from a false expectation. Yeah. Yep. And I think I think it really we've 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 set the church up for failure. I as pastors, we set the church up for failure because we have a false expectation what ministry is about. Yeah. And I'll never be disappointed if I don't set my expectations at that point. If I think that everybody's going to love me, I've got a false expectation. Yeah. Because not everybody's going to love you. Not everybody's going to celebrate you. I find as pastors, uh, pastors are a rare breed because, I mean, uh, how about this? Sometimes weird because we, um, we, <laughs> we don't fellowship as much as we should with each other. Yeah. Because it seems like everybody thinks they're in competition with one That's another. That's right. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Come on. Let's get over that. Yeah. That's it's so like, true. well, yeah. I. You know, if, if I say what what's going on, you know, this one gets jealous, and we got to get way past that. I yes, believe sir. that God's way past that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we're in this for one purpose, and we're all the body of Christ, and we're working in the kingdom, and we're doing this together. Yeah, and and that's one thing that, that we've always stressed. You know, we've we've stressed that with Hope International and and the various ministries. We we want to be one. Yeah, with our with our fellow teammates because we've got a big job to do. Just in Stoddard County, there's over 40,000 people. And as I, I look look at the stats, we really about 10% is churched. That's way high yeah. uh, because we're not, we're not churching that many, especially now during the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, so there's – if every church – listen, every church, I'm talking about every church that's, that's around, whether they will hold 30 people or whether they'll hold 600 people or 1,000. If every church was full, we still could not minister. We still could not minister yeah. to the uh, the forty thousand. There's no way we'd have to have multi multi church, multi multi services. And I believe that's why it's very important to come together, let God heal you. Because I I think we have separated ourselves because there's a lot of pastors out that their love bank is empty. They're afraid of being hurt. We have their guard up, and uh, you know. They have their guard towards the church. They, they're, they're, they walk in fear, and they don't open up their hearts to the church. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not trying to get on a soapbox. Yeah. I just think sometimes that, that pastors are going to a ministry, they'll go into a brand-new church, and they'll say, okay, I'm going to preach to you, but you ain't going to allow me to love I'm not going to yeah. allow myself to love you. Yeah, that's all you're getting out of me. No, <laughs> it don't yeah. work like that. Yes, sir. It that's just right. don't. You have got to love all the way from your navel to your backbone. Yeah. I mean, you've, you've got to love them like that. And I mean truly love them. Pastor Mike and, and Pastor uh, Jeremiah, listen, 
Uh, everyone knows whether you love them or not. You know. You know if I love you or not. Do I love you? Absolutely. You better say that. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. Yeah. Pastor Mike, yeah. you know if I love you. Yeah. People can feel that. You know, they know if it's fake. Yeah. And that's why sometimes it's not fake. Pastors really love, but they're afraid to let go. And we can go on marriages and, yeah. you know, and, and all people, I think we've got a wall up. we got to tear that wall down because in the end of it, like we had the young man last night, young man lost his best friend, a uh, motorcycle wreck. Yeah. Found out last night while he was in service. And, yes, and he needed somebody just to hold him. And you was there, and you know Jeremiah, you was there, and we we just 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 loved on him. Yeah, he needed somebody just to embrace him. And pastors, I if 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 I can, uh, Pastor Mike, just talk to those pastors out there. Open your heart. Let let God love people through you. You're you're a glove. You're a, you're like a latex glove that God has slipped on to do surgery on people. You are the hands and feet of God. And it'd be just like Jesus to pick up and touch the little woman with the issue of blood that no one else wanted to touch. Yeah. But she touched him. And I believe that there's there's a lot of pastors that your trouble has touched God. And he's wanting to touch you. Yeah. He's wanting you just to let let him heal and restore. I have a love such a love for pastors and ministers and because I know their struggle. Believe yeah. me, I, we could we could be on here for for hours on end uh, of all the all the struggles and all the victories that we we have fought and won and and some not. But there's men and men and women of God out there that really need a touch. They need to hear from God and they need healing. Their son's been disappointed. They lost their church. They lost their family. I've got dear friends that right in the middle of ministry, right in the middle of the height of their ministry, their wife has said, I don't want to do this. Come on. Yeah. And uh, then they just they, they, they lose everything in a sense. Yeah. And sometimes it's because lack, you know, loss of priorities. Yeah. And we, we think that ministry is our first, right. first yeah. you know. But I believe, Pastor, don't you think that, that – God has healing restoration for those. Oh yeah, absolutely. And and I think I think there's two sides to that coin. I think that that one side is that there is pastors that are afraid to open up and afraid to really give themselves. And then on the other coin, I think there are pastors who give up too much. Yes. With technology the way it is now, you can get a hold of a pastor at the drop of a hat. Right. You know, and and they're too accessible to their congregation to where you have no alone time with your family. You can't take a weekend with your wife because everybody's texting you or messaging you or Facebook and you or Instagram and you or Snapchat and you or all these things. And it's, you're too overly accessible to them. You know, I've had a very dear friend. I think he knows who he is that made himself way too accessible to that. He, he had no, no time to himself. Absolutely. Every waking moment was Absolutely. ministry. So I think that, that we have to find that happy medium, that being able to give yourself and to love and to open up and to even be vulnerable, but also have your boundaries and be able to say, look, if it's past 7 o'clock at oh, night, yeah, like, absolutely. you know, my phone's and, on. And, and I, I, tell, I tell people, and I'm not ashamed, uh, 
Jeremiah to, to say this. If just like just now, I, mean, I had a phone call. <laughs> I, we heard. I, it. I pushed decline, <laughs> yeah. and, and I, you know, um, there's if I'm with my family, and somebody just wants to to talk, I don't take that call. Yeah, I don't feel bad about it either. Yeah, because why? Because I'm with my first church. Right. Yeah. And I'm with my kids that need to be embraced and my grandkids. Oh, let me tell you, mm-hmm. when you get grandkids, it yeah. changes everything. Yeah, we're not there yet. Yeah. No, no <laughs> I, I don't know. A few, <laughs> few more years. Uh, but when you have those grandbabies, they, they need you. They need. They don't need interrupted time. My, my kids growing up early on, oh, my goodness. My, I've had people with, with, uh, that needed somebody to blow their nose for them. And I, I don't, you know, you know what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. Just things that didn't mean didn't mean anything. I've, I've had people call me uh, years past. And they'd say, Pastor, you need to get over here right now. My husband and I is in an argument. You know what I'd say? I, I would, uh, back, back before, I'd get in the middle of that. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah. And so you know what I do now? And please don't be offended when I say this. I'll, I'll, I'll say, have you prayed? Yeah. Two o'clock in the morning, they call me and they're yeah. fussing. I said, have you prayed? They'd say, no, that's why we want you over here. I said, get off my phone and pray (laughs) and say you're sorry. And then if you still have problems, call me tomorrow. Uh, And and that don't, you know, people may think, oh, he's a pastor. Let me tell you this. I want to stay a pastor, and I want to stay alive, and I want to keep my family. Yeah, exactly. Amen. And my, my first priority is to preach the gospel. Amen. And to be a student of his word and to preach the gospel, not to go home and not to go to your house and be a referee yeah. when you're acting crazy. Yeah. And what, what, man, what bugs me about that is, is the, the not praying, like the same God that lives in me lives yes. in you. Like yes. I, I don't have any more, yeah. I'm not higher up on the totem pole than you Come are. On. Like pray for yourself, pray right. yourself through it. Like, Amen. It, right. you know, it, Man, well, you, and I understand that's where their faith is. That's where the competent. But wait a minute, if if I've done my job, I have built people up spiritually. Come on, yeah, I, right. I have spoke the word that they know that they can take the word of God and apply it. Matter of fact, when the devil comes in their room, they can kick him out in that's the name right. of Jesus. Yeah, that's that's right. when I've done my job. Yeah. And I can't do my job if I'm if I've spent every last minute of my time trying to hold somebody's hand. Amen. Yeah. And that's, listen, I no, want to do good. that, but yeah. I'm not Superman. Yeah. But I serve a super God. That's right. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. You know, you were talking about um, the family dynamic and, and making sure that's right. Um, my pastor growing up, he just, he married us. Me, my wife and I, Missy, we just got married almost a year ago. And he when he, he after he did the ceremony, he told us, he said, now, I know you guys are going to get in ministry. And he said, now what I want to tell you to keep, you know, make sure you do is keep your family and your children first. Cause he said, and I, I, know, I know he wouldn't mind me saying this. I know him well enough. He, he had two boys and he poured himself into ministry so much that they kind of got lost, but the wayside, you know, he, you know, and one of them has passed away. Actually, they've both passed away now. And he told me, he said, you know, Jeremiah, all the things I did for the Lord, all the sermons I preached, all the, all the lives that, you know, I led to the Lord. He said, but I don't know where my children are, gonna, are spending eternity. And he said, and you could just see the pain. In his, I mean, it makes me want to cry talking about it, but he, you could see the pain in his eyes. And he said, keep your family first, you know, and that's, that was the, the most advice he could give me, you know, the best advice he could give me at 91 years old. That's what he wanted to tell me. So I just wanted to share that with y'all. Cause I mean, we're right on point with this yeah. you know, fam, family comes first. 
Yeah, it, it's 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 so easy. I'm t- I'm telling you because, uh, Pastor Mike, you can you can go ahead and you can lose. I mean, you can lose focus, and you're, the church can become your companion. Yeah, it's it's easy. Why? Because it it gives you the things a sense of accomplishment or a sense of it, it even sometimes it's an ego booster, yeah. and also it can be an ego terror. I mean, it could tear one down in a heartbeat. But if you're not careful, you will use that not in a not in a uh, an ethical way or a sinful way, but a, a church can make you feel like, you know, you're needed. Yeah. And especially with a man, there's, there's two places. Um, a man looks to be reaffirmed as a man. And that's number one is a woman. And number two is his work. Yeah. And so what happens if he's not, if he's not being reaffirmed with his woman, he'll look, for his job to reaffirm him as a man. Yeah. And in ministry, that's dangerous because you pour everything in and it'll bring words of affirmation and it'll make you work harder and harder and give and give and give and give and then pretty soon <laughs> we got trouble. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yep. Amen. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's why it's very important. Our first, our first responsibility is our relationship with God Yeah, and uh, keep that hot. Then when you keep that relationship with God, I'm talking about as a pastor, our first responsibility is to our relationship, our worship, and a study of our word, you know, to keep that. That's our, that's our fellowship. And then you'll never lack anything to preach. You won't have to be scrambling on Saturday night for a message yeah. because you'll preach out of the overflow. And then the overflow is going to reek on, it's going to spill over on your family, your kids. You're going to love them like nobody's business. Matter of fact, you're going to take time. You're going to play and and uh, take time to see when they're hurting. Sit down at the table and look in their eyes and see if they see if yep. they're healthy. Yeah. And then you have plenty left over because your love bank is. Come on, you are so you have got so much in your love bank that it just oozes out. You're like a you're so wealthy with love. That everywhere you go, it's leaking all over. Yeah. Amen. Oh yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah. Come on, that makes you just want to shout, don't it, brother? Yeah, because yeah, you when you meet people like that, you know it's like, man, you've got something. You've Amen. got something, and it's it's very very distinguishable. Like I know what it is, yeah. and I want that. Amen. You know, so it's it's cool seeing people like that that just Amen. they ooze out love and happiness. You know, seeing. Uh, people in line, like, you know, a married couple that are just so happy, just messing with each other. And it's like, it's awesome to see that. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we're going to go ahead and, and, and end this here. Uh, we appreciate y'all coming on. Let's not forget we're having tent service Sunday morning. If you don't have a home church, get out here. If you're if you're still kind of on the fence about getting inside, uh, we have tent service at 830 in the morning. And then at 10 o'clock, we have regular service on the inside. Come down here to Lighthouse, Dexter, Missouri. Come and enjoy. Get together. Love on each other. Get your love bank back full. <laughs> come on. come on. Uh, we're, we're excited to see you and excited to see what God's going to be doing in the service. So come out and join us. And, again, thank you for joining us. The Almost Brothers Podcast with Michael. Jeremiah. Love y'all.